Kia ora Aotearoa, it's August 9th, I'm Zoe George and welcome to our last episode of The Podium, wrapping up all the overnight action from the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. It's another golden morning for our team with a gold for Joelle King and Amanda Landers-Murphy in the women's double squash, bringing New Zealand's total gold medal haul to 20, a new record. The Kiwi team finished with 49 medals overall with 20 gold, 12 silver and 17 bronze, placing us fifth on the medal table. In the squash, King and Landers Murphy, who came out of retirement for the Games, were too good for English duo Sarah Jane Perry and Alison Waters, winning their two games 11-8, 11-8. Joelle King, who has become one of the most prolific medal winners for New Zealand at the Commonwealth Games, says the pair are swapping gold medals for Golden Sands as soon as possible. I'm going to be sitting on a beach in Portugal tomorrow, so I think that will help things <laughs> Amanda and I decided we're going to go on holiday together for a few days to Portugal. Um, I think we've earned every bit of that, especially this girl, you know, she's so modest, she's so humble. This is my job, you know, she has another job, she has study, and she sacrificed so much to be here, so my biggest thank you has to go to her. A holiday is absolutely well deserved, I think. And in the diving, our youngest athlete, 16-year-old Maggie Squire and fellow diver Fraser Tavener finished ninth in the mixed synchronised three-metre springboard final overnight. And quadruple gold medalist Aaron Gate is the Kiwi flag bearer at the closing ceremony. On top of so many new milestones this week, he says this one's pretty special. Oftentimes we don't even get to attend the, the closing ceremony with another event just around the corner and I was just fizzing when Nigel rang me and gave me the opportunity. I was like, okay, I'm going straight on Skyscanner to book a new flight now and, <laughs> and go home a day later so I can stay because it's not something I could uh, miss for the world. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to even just being at the, the closing ceremony full stop and to be there with the honour of, of leading it is, is pretty cool too. Reporters Ian Anderson and Rob Van Royen, you have been absolutely everywhere. Oh. <sighs> How have the games been for you? Ian, first up. Do we get a gold medal for that? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Gates got a few to spare, so. <laughs> and a four. Can you believe it? Incredible. Yeah, phenomenal performance. No, it has been a fantastic game for the New Zealand team, and it's been an exciting one to cover. It's been some long days, but some very worthy performances to be privileged to be in place to see some of those take place. Mm. Yeah, it's been um, it's been an incredible time and incredible games. What uh, results or athletes stood out for you the most during these games? I think the most exciting thing was it just kicked off with such bang when Hayden Wild was involved in that dramatic story in the very first gold medal event of the games. Mm. Uh, you know, he had a New Zealander chasing gold. He had the pedigree of you know Olympic bronze medalist, and all of a sudden he's handed the penalty and controversy is kicked us in the heel right away. You know, you had Alias Andrews uh, losing her silver medal as such by not being able to receive it less than 24 hours later. It was a, it was a crazy start. Mm, it was. And actually, for me, the cycling was an absolute, um, you know, standout, particularly even though we talk about Aaron Gate and those four gold medals, for me, it was absolutely about the women, um, given everything that has happened in the last 12 months in cycling. And today marks 12 months to the day since the death of their teammate, Olivia Podmore. And, you know, we had the review into what was going on in that sport and 
So for me, seeing the women in particular just do incredibly well, I was just so happy and and pleased for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elise Andrews, one of her training partners, um, spoke about, you know, before the games, um, that there's not many days that they don't think about her. So, and she obviously went on to win three gold at the games here, an individual sprint, um, the team sprint and the Kieran. So, yeah, definitely. It was just so, I mean, it was so tough knowing what they'd been through and the sacrifices that these athletes make to represent us. So I'm incredibly so pleased for, for the cyclists. Um, I'm also incredibly pleased and so excited for the Blackjacks women winning three bronze medals in, in the fours, the triples and the pairs. Oh, smashed it out of the park. What's another highlight for you, Ian? Well, I went to the pool most nights when that was on, and I do enjoy covering the swimming. It has a feel of a uh, real Olympic-class sport. And Lewis Clearbert, having a world-class swimmer is such a rare thing for New Zealand. Uh, it gives us you know, the sport to follow regularly on a world stage now. And you add in Andrew Jeffcoat's you know, poignant goal where he talked about his struggles as well too. And then you had Josh Wilmer's surprise one and his delighted reaction, which thrilled everyone. It was a real buzz around the pool for New Zealand, which isn't very often the case at Commonwealth Games, even not even Olympic Games. Yeah, 17-year-old Josh Wilmer was one of my highlights as well. He just brought this great sense of joy when he won that 100-metre SB8 breaststroke final. You know, he swaggered out after listening to a bit of Metallica and won by the fingertips. And for me, that was part of what summed up these games. I think mostly it's just been a joyful experience and it's nice to have some joy when it comes to sport. Right, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my highlights doesn't even involve a Kiwi athlete. It was actually a, a Scotswoman, Alicia McColgan. She basically sparked the uh, track and field meter live when she won the, the 10,000 metres in a, in a game's record, almost 40 seconds game re- game's record. And this is followed up. Her mum won the title in Edinburgh in 86 in Auckland in, uh, in 1990. And, um, she, and she, her mum was actually at the ground. And uh, there were Scots in tears, uh, not, not just her mum, when she went over the line. It was an enthralling 25-lap race. And um, I just thought that there just really lit the track and field uh, alight. Irene Chepto, the Kenyan, she, she got her with about 100 to go. And it was just a phenomenal race. And, uh, yeah, and just when you add in the element of her mum uh, and the story of the history, I just thought it was, it was fantastic. Oh, that's so incredible. Anything else stood out for you as well? Yeah, I mean, Sam Tanner is an obvious, and that's he didn't even win. But um, just for a 21-year-old, I mean, he's the future of track uh, for New Zealand athletes. That was a highlight. Obviously, Hamish Kerr winning high jump gold, the first Kiwi male to win high jump gold uh, at the Games was, was another. The Tom Walsh and Jacko Gill gold silver was up there. And obviously, I mean, I went to the day trip to London, a long day. I left at 8.30 in the morning, got back at 1.30 the following. And that was well worthwhile to see Elise Andrews get a third gold medal and and Gates then also a a little later got his third. Mm. Were there any performances that didn't hit the mark? Yeah, I mean, uh, I covered the sevens uh, to start the games and both the Black Fern sevens and the All Black sevens disappointed. Um, I think before the games, I I said to you, you don't really want to crown a team beforehand, but if if there's one, it would be the Black Fern sevens. Mm. I really uh, thought they'd grab gold and look, I think most people did. So, um, oh, reality is they were both very close. Both were pipped in semi-finals, but I think what disappointed them 
most was that they both had opportunities in those crunch semis at the death and opportunities they'd normally gobble up and they both came up short. So um, the good news is they've both got World Cups um, shortly in, in, in Cape Town. So um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Mm, and Ian, any performances that didn't hit the mark for you? I think if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said the Silver Ferns, but they turned that round today almost completely. Mm. Admittedly, they were up against a very good Jamaica side who may yet win gold in that netball competition in their semi-final. But I thought that sort of performance lacked fortitude. But you couldn't say that today against England. They were a dominant side, fully deserved their victory. And therefore, there you have some good signs ahead of the World Cup next year. Yeah, and along the way as well, there's been a few laughs, drop sausages, stag do's and every single day transport woes. What's been your highlight off the field of play? Well, sleep deprivation makes everything great. (laughs) But if I could give uh, the listeners one last piece of advice that when you are touring and you're doing long days and the like and it comes to the end of the day and you're still determined to look after your hygiene and go and clean your teeth, do make sure that you turn the light on and that the tube of toothpaste that you get to put on isn't the deep heat. Oh, no! I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, no. That's, That's good advice. Rob, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think Ian had a few more interesting mishaps, I guess, off. Um, I think just one other off-field thing which I found, which was a little, I don't know if it was funny or what, but it was <laughs> that after the shot put in the mix zone the other day while we were waiting for Tom Walsh and Jack O'Gill, the Nigerian shot put who finished fourth, Chuck Wabeka Inekwichi, he um, was being interviewed by some Nigerian journalist uh, next to us and uh, one of the journalists sort of he put it to him, and this guy, he won silver on the Gold Coast four years ago, sort of put it to him, it wasn't really a question, basically a statement saying you won uh, silver four years ago and here you've won nothing and he took real exception to it, uh, fired up, told her to get out of there, questioned if she was a journalist, was like looking at the accreditation to check and then stormed off. So uh, that was a little, uh, (laughs) he didn't like it one bit. Oh, goodness me. Well, the two of you have a few more days before you fly out. What have you got on the cards? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah, probably the same for a start. And then like just a few days in London, catching up with a few mates who still live in London. And uh, then I'll be on the Big Bird on Friday night. So yeah, just just a couple of days here. Nice. And Ian, you're off to the football. I am endeavouring. I have a ticket. I just need to get it all sorted to make sure that it'll get me into the ground. And I'm off to see the Mighty Gunners play Leicester in Emirates Stadium on Saturday. Well, that sounds like a well-deserved day out. Thank you so much, you two. Go on, go grab a well-deserved beverage. Uh, Your hard work has been greatly appreciated. It's been wonderful having you on the podium and um, go and get some rest as well. Been a pleasure. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) New Zealand team chef de Michon, Nigel Avery. Kia ora, welcome to the podium. Kia ora, thank you very much for having me. (laughs) If you could sum up these games in one word, what would it be? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, the... the, um, it's been amazing, really, from from the start to finish. Just the attitude of the athletes, how bubbly and excited they were to be part of the team. The team welcomes were amazing, and clearly the performances um, have been incredible as well. Mm, I mean, can you put into context for us how impressive it is that the team won so many gold medals? Numerically, it's it's the the most goals by any Commonwealth Games team, whether at home or away. So clearly that's amazing, but there's been incredible performances in and around there as well that haven't 
made medals as well and, and so we're celebrating them just as much so we're really thrilled for the whole team they've absolutely dug deep every single one of them and done their absolute best and that's all we can ask on the day mm. well a lot of the athletes we heard from have talked about the team environment being really inspiring to them you know and inspiring them to do their best um, do you think that that's something unique to the Kiwi team and, and how do you build an environment like that yeah well I think it is unique a lot of other nations are quite envious of, the, of what we do um, and so I think largely it's due to you know prior administrations you know you know going back you know 20 years or so so Dave Curry Richard DeGroen kicked this off about 20 years ago so successive teams have been building on this um, Manaki uh, and the team culture and it's it's going really really well and as you say I think it has inspired um, everyone um, extremely respectful of our you know bicultural um, approach to our um, team culture and um, if it can only help a tiny little bit then we've done our job. And you've been around this environment for a wee while. You won medals at TUCOM Games. Talk about that feeling of winning your first major medal and how it changes when you have more success, which is somewhat, you know, what some of our athletes experienced over the last 11 days. Probably the immediate um, thing is, you know, friends and family, you know, the, all the support that they've given. It's a it's a massive reward, you know, for them as well. Um it's an incredible feeling. I guess it just sort of vindicates, you know, why you do it. You know, you're doing it for the love of it. But I suppose ultimately, it's that's what you you do want to stand on top of that podium and uh, hear how anthems sung and what performed and watched the flaving raised. Oh, amazing! And we've had lots of food chats on this podcast, you know, because we've got to talk about those things. Um, so, what's been the best thing you ate during the Com Games? Well, that's a good question because it is um, a topic very close to my heart. Uh, I did study all the the menus. Um, as the chef permission manual came out, I went straight to the, the dining section and the, the different things. So I guess there's, you know, there's a huge amount of choice. Um, but I think the um, the food truck option at the University of Birmingham Village was pretty impressive. So there's um, the sort of barbecue, uh, barbecue one and there's the, the Mediterranean uh, pizza. Um, and uh, yeah, so we sort of, and as a lot of athletes sort of tend to gravitate towards those because you kind of get a, a distinct meal rather than like a buffet situation where you come back, you sit down and go, what have I just served myself? (laughs) (laughs) Portion control as well. It's very important when you're at the games. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered? Just the feeling of support from New Zealand was was really visible from our side and uh, that really, really does help the team. So, you know, thank you very much to the New Zealand public for supporting all our athletes. They really appreciate it and uh, I hope you know, that we, we did you proud. Oh, you absolutely did. Thank you very much for your interest in the games and uh, enjoy the chat. Hey, producer Jono. Hello, Zoe. It's our last day. How exciting. <laughs> oh, we've made it. I mean, I feel like you and I have really bonded over the sheer number <laughs> of coffees that we've consumed in the past 10 or 11 days. I'm running on, on caffeine in a dream right now. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I th- I've totally lost count of how many cups of coffee I've had. It's been, you know, very early starts for us, about three thirty in the morning. Um, but it's been all worth it to see our team do so well over in Birmingham, and also bring you things like cute puppies, duchesses, dancers, and a bit of shade thrown about our uniforms. Um, what's been your highlight? I have really loved the colour of these games. It has been such an exciting event. When you compare it to Tokyo last year where there was no crowds, you realise the importance of 
the crowd and the whole city getting involved in a big event like this. And I think Birmingham really came to the party on that. We had Ian Anderson and Rob talking about ticket sales just being absolutely through the roof. So I've loved the way that Birmingham has really got into these games and really embraced the excitement of having a big sports event. In terms of actual sport, I'm so pleased for the Silver Ferns. You know, you think back four years to Gold Coast, and I can see in in my mind's eye Katrina Roy crying as she's walking off the court. That was so emotional. So for them to bounce back and come back with a bronze this time with a really young squad, missing a lot of those really experienced players, I think they have done really, really well. And I'm really proud that they they managed to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was an incredible game against England, uh, and yeah, for me, I'm you know you know me, I'm totally biased. I love cricket and I love women's sports, so it was so wonderful to see the White Ferns do so well and to see so many female athletes just either hit personal bests or um, win medals for us. It's just been incredibly wonderful. Yeah, yeah, the women have really dominated at these games. It's been amazing to see how strong our female athletes are. So. Big things for the future and bring on Victoria 2026. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's it from the podium on day 11, the last day of the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. A big thank you to Rob Van Royen and Ian Anderson for all their incredible mahi on the ground in Birmingham, bringing us great stories and colour every single day. Thanks to producer Jono Williams for his colour and sense of fun. And thank you to sound engineer Sam Scannell, who pieced together everything and made us sound wide awake at silly o'clock in the morning. And finally, thank you to you for listening. It means so much to us. And we know that the New Zealand team in Birmingham, we're tuning in as well. We are so proud of you. Well done. If you love podcasts, you can find more at stuff.co.nz forward slash podcasts. Until next time, I'm Zoe George. Namihi, go well. Listener.